0: Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I'm Justin A.K. Tags. Tyler Record Days. This is episode 101, which means... Brittle Knee. BK is joining us. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. Of
0: course. Uh, big shout out to everybody. Episode 100 last week. You thought it was the end, but we're back. That's right. We yep. rediscussed. Yep. We voted. It was one to one. So right. 50% meant That's we had right. to start over.
2: That's right. We unanimously decided to continue to episode
0: 1000 well yep mm-hmm. that's when we'll get the next video so <laughs> youtube people
2: <laughs> and that's also our car giveaway from episode that's five right.
0: yeah our car and video episode is coming in episode 1000
2: yeah 90, the video was a lot of fun go. but it will was not happen say, again
0: i was gonna <laughs> say 99 to go 900 to go no problem yep it's gonna be a little bit anyway bk thanks for joining us it's gonna be fun yeah I have had very little Poe influence this week, so it's going to be a, an interesting conversation between us.
1: There's been a lot of stuff that's happened, so we can catch up on quite a bit.
0: Thankfully, Tyler makes notes, and I can read them. Uh, big shout out to our patrons. <laughs> you guys are super awesome. Thank you for supporting the podcast. If you don't know what our Patreon and if you don't know what our Patreon is, it gets you access to After Dark, which is our podcast after the podcast where we talk more about Poe life, things. You know, sometimes I drink tyler doesn't so anyway thank you guys for supporting
2: the podcast you're awesome congratulations mac poe players on your one-year anniversary it's coming up
0: we have a whole episode
2: don't we have an episode before it Uh, yeah but it's not going to release right we release on sundays and Mm -hmm. that's okay Mm -hmm. see i can do Mm -hmm. date math you're kind of right no it's september 18th today saturday
0: we would record next right. week.
2: Right. Today is, well, technically it's coming out on the 12th and then the anniversary happens and then the next one comes out on the 19th. It depends. I know you record...
1: want to celebrate, you know, you want to congratulate them early or late. <gasps> Come on. You don't want to say it the day after. Yeah.
2: This well, is the, well,
0: that all, okay. would just be
1: <laughs> completely unstylish and unnecessary.
2: It's actually one of our buddies' <laughs> birthdays today, but I'm actually writing, hang on, I'm going to put on the calendar that BK agreed with me. I'll be right back. Wait, it's uh, a <laughs> uh we have a buddy's birthday when today yeah it's in the group chat we already said happy birthday thanks for paying attention oh who ian
0: happy birthday oh, wait. ian you might have that's to cut right. that out you I got it in he'll... the podcast i don't what? think want that in the po- his birthday i don't care he'll it's podcast. staying in ian okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna like it you piece of shit that's, <laughs> that's
0: right. right and if happy anybody
1: wants... <laughs> and
2: if anybody wants to send him any mail his address is
0: yeah one two three four main street that's right we have our, okay, so we're going to talk with BK because BK is here about her private league, but we're going to talk about the fact that we have to have a private league too for Forever Exiled. It's going to be, I think it's the week after Bingo League. Well, I don't remember when yours is, but I think it's, I think you said <laughs> yours is the 18th, I want to say.
1: Yeah, it's starting Saturday, okay, day, the
0: 18th. Oof, Because that could have been awkward for a minute. Uh, ours is going to be <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 19th, uh, no, 24th. I think we're starting the 24th going to be 10 days. Solo self found hardcore. Uh, new, real, new rules this time, though. You can find more information on our Discord. We don't talk about it or post it in the public stuff because it's for just people who are on Discord. So if you want to join the private league, yeah, you can it's, leave afterwards. It just saves us having people join and then steal all the money for the winners. That's all.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a for fun. It's, a for, it's fun. A for fun.
0: Uh, but yeah, you can actually be dead this time and win, which has not happened in the past before. So hardcore solo self found more information will be in discord 24th that's it how was your week bk how was your non-poe week
1: boring and uneventful i got to go grocery shopping that that is pretty much the highlight right in person no god no (laughs) not not with our governor and not in this no gosh like whatever you think the worst on that's going in in florida or like in the u.s like florida is a billion times worse because we've Our governor is like, COVID doesn't exist, except not really, but he just refuses, like trying to say that schools can't require masks and all this other kind of stuff when there's like all of these incidences of Delta getting into a school and then getting spread to the teachers and faculty and staff and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's ridiculous.
0: It's, it's actually, I mean, I don't mean to sound like a dick because I'm saying it's slightly amusing to watch and hear about from way up here, but. The fact that you have an individual fighting the courts to be allowed to say you can't have a mask mandate in the schools is bizarre. The schools the have said they want to, to have you've ever heard a mask mandate. And he's saying, no, schools can't say you have to wear a mask. Yep. And that's what he's fighting in the court right now.
2: I just find that so
0: ridiculous. Yeah, Don't try and keep your kids safe.
1: Yeah. Second, I can get the fuck up out of here. <laughs>
0: So it was a boring week, though, besides grocery shopping?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's just, like, a lot of it has just just been planning for everything, kind of. It hit me, like, when in the league we were, because the league kind of got away from me, which means, like, there's all this planning for sort of, like, the end of league cycle for me personally, which starts with Bingo League and goes all the way up until the beginning of the next league. So it kind of took me by surprise. been playing other video games that are less uh, intensive. In the meantime, kind of killing time with that. Like what? Mostly Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm. Um, uh, it's just been a nice, easygoing, non-intensive game. I don't know what it is about MMOs versus action RPGs. I think it's the fact that uh, MMOs have uh, movement control and camera control separated across two hands. Where in action RPGs, the hand you interact with the world and steer with is both your right hand. Right. I think that's why MMOs have like little to no impact on me. But the second I play PUE for more than six hours, I'm like in pain. Do
0: you find this is, this league has been worse than past ones?
1: This league is by far worse, at least for me personally, because of how right hand intensive it is. Like left-hand intensity has never been a problem for me. Like the flask issue that they were looking to address with this previous problem or that the flask changes was not the the problem. Um like I grew up being trained on violin and viola so that's like my viola hand in addition to i play an mmo and the very first character i ever played in wow was a rogue which means i mash my buttons repeatedly until my global cooldown is up mm-hmm. like, so like i play like this <laughs> but that's like every single finger <laughs> on keys one through five right <laughs> So, flasking has never been an issue, right? So, it's just my right hand intensity. And this league, between uh, us doing, you know, like, a, a little bit less damage and having to fight and position a little bit better, Um, in addition to just the extra, you know, I, I usually run with a really strict filter, which means that I'm picking up maybe seven things per map. But now, because of these, like, currency stuff and clicking the, towers and then clicking the boxes and then clicking you know the currency to pick it up and then clicking to put it back into the little stash and then you know all the other league mechanics and combined you try it it's it's just too much on my right hand Mm -hmm. i haven't i haven't built up you know (laughs) three years of abuse and terrible MMO habits the strength in my right hand the way i have in my left hand
0: (laughs) do you think like i'm not sure that that's even possible anyway like what you do with the left hand and MMO style, I don't, I don't find it nearly as hard as what it this league with a mouse does to the right hand Except for me it, at
1: least. For me, it's not like it's not my fingers or like the bridge of my hand. It's my wrist, I guess, wrist, like yeah. a, because you have to like aim, I guess. Like the 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 movement that is needed is like precise because you have to like click and pick up. I don't know. Mm. I don't mean to rant about it, but it's just no. been really unfortunate. This is the first league in. 14 of them that I've had in RSI. And yep. yeah, it's just way. been been a pain.
2: You got me thinking about the old school games where you're using the uh, the D-pad, the arrows on the keyboard, and then maybe like the control and zero that are close by, you know, for your clicks. Pew, 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 pew. pew. Like an old space shooter. That'd be awesome. Play some PoE with some pure keyboard. Eh? Huh? No? Nobody? Hey, guys. <laughs> that was an it awesome comes. idea. Anyway. Sorry, it doesn't matter. How was your week, Ty? School started for the kids. That was a weird, weird thing. Best ever. Well, we had a weird, you and I had a weird summer, right? In our area, because we had what? COVID, our stage three, like how our society's progressing. We were still in kind of lockdown until like a month into school or out of school right in the summer. Then, once the socializing was allowed to start ramping up a bit, we had 40 degree weather. So, we were told to stay inside. Then all the smoke from the forest fires, both south and north of us, collided in our little valley here. So we had to stay inside. Then the 40 degree weather came back, had to stay inside. So we had like two weeks to hang out outside before we could go back to school. So all of a sudden it's back and it's kind of with COVID and kind of not. The our, our neighborhood's doing what they can. So it's pretty neat. But yeah, it was weird. It's getting to be lawn prepped time just. The air is finally cool enough. We're getting ready to prep our lawns for the spring and winter.
0: Okay. First round of fertilizers down. Oh,
2: is it already for you? It's still not my too hard for My guy came by you? and did it. Oh, hey, he's course, the guy. Of course you got a guy, whatever. <laughs> and so, but I finished. So somebody actually guessed correctly with the very vague details I've given in previous, previous episodes, but I finally finished my book series. It's been like a year and a half, a year and three quarters. I finally finished the Shannara Chronicles.
0: Oh, you actually said it.
2: I did. Well, I'm done. You can't spoil it for me. It's done. Done. 34 books. Finally finished. Can't wait to talk about it with absolutely nobody. Nobody. What are you going to do while you walk? No.
1: Uh,
2: It's it's been weird walking without reading. Without a book. (laughs) But I think the next is the Witcher books are pretty small. So I think I want something small, and then I'll probably pick up the Robert Jordan books after that, The Wheel of Time, because my wife's really into them, and Amazon's coming out with a TV show for it with a big budget, kind of like the Lord of the Rings big budget that they have. So probably do that next time. But I mean, that's another year and a half with my slow reading pace. But anyway, I finally finished it, and I can say that I was reading the Shannara Chronicles. 34 books. Done!
0: Ha! Which one was your favorite out of the 34? All of them. No,
2: there were no. Come, some that I thought were pretty lame, but. Um, I heard 17 was pretty good. I don't remember the numbers. They were all.
1: You don't it's, know.
2: It's the, the halfway sh- mark, right? Shannara books <laughs> are actually kind of like the future of our world. So it's, it's kind of neat, but it's like swords and shields and stuff like that. It's so the it's, future it's kind of, of our
0: world, but swords and shields.
2: Right. Yeah. So stuff happens okay. and then that's what the future turns out. But it wasn't originally written like that it was just going to be written by one book. And that was it, right? Sort of Shannara, but then he was pressured to do a trilogy. It took him twenty years to do it, apparently. And then all of a sudden, he figured out how to like really blow up and expand the world. And he wrote another thirty-one books in like ten years. So pretty cool. But anyway, finally finished it. BK, mm-hmm. Justin, what door do you keep your garbage can under in your kitchen? Like, is it under your sink for both of you?
1: It's yep. in the pantry. The left one.
2: Oh, you got one of the pantry ones, huh? All right. Why do you ask? Which one is it under left or right? The left. And is it weird for either of you to go to someone's house and they have the garbage can in a different spot? Does it weird you out?
0: No. (sighs) is it supposed to um well here's the... <laughs> or was that the focus here was it the support? Like, yes so, i can't stand that oh no, good me. oh man do i have a story for you i just no, started my...
1: picking up things and throwing it in their house just it's wrong. It.
0: That's right. it's You're right. like it should be over here so that's why i'm throwing it
2: no so we had um there's always something wrong with my house so one of our kitchen sinks uh started leaking so we you know did what we could tried to plug it up uh waited for a plumber we did what we could we were waiting for someone to help make sure that it was done properly so we had to move the garbage can from under the right sink to the left sink and it drove me nuts the entire time and it was like that for about two weeks until we had the help come now the finks are, sinks are fixed so we have the garbage can back to under the right one but now I'm always going to the left side instead of the right side it's driving me nuts big time I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I am throwing garbage in the compost by accident all the time. It's driving me nuts because the right side was religiously where garbage was supposed to go. But now I've naturally converted and I feel like I've betrayed something. So, but none of you would understand, of course. So no, I understand that this
1: is tragic.
2: I'm very <laughs> I appreciate sorry. your understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, that was it. Uh, that was, it was, it was an emotional, it was an emotional week. <laughs> Actually, I guess it's been two or three weeks since our last official, I guess, two weeks since we
0: recorded. And we it's did, literally it's been... been the best two weeks of my life. <laughs> since you wow. I've but... had a two week <laughs> break from Tyler. We did 199 at the same time. And then I just, I forgot about it. I just walked away. <laughs> just
2: F you, man. F
0: you. <laughs> what were you going to say? Last little thing. I just saw this on my newsfeed,
2: but. I love Lord of the Rings. I'm a massive nerd. Every time I see, what's his name? Is it Stephen Colbert? Nerd out about Lord of the Rings. I just love it. Anyway, um, New Zealand has Lord of the Rings stamps to commemorate the 20 year trilogy. Or the 20 years since the film's trilogy thing. Their country has Lord of the, R-
0: Lord of the Rings stamps.
2: It's freaking awesome. Shut up. Hey, you know, Move speaking on. of Lord
0: of the Rings, I, I watched, I re-watched Troy. You know the movie Troy? Yeah. Nice you want to know the weirdest part about that movie? What? Sean Bean lives through the whole thing. <laughs> they he was, was not alive. A, he at does the die end.
2: a
1: lot.
0: I was like, "What the frick? When I saw him, I was like, "Oh, I forgot he was in it." And then I'm watching it gets to the end. He's still alive, and I'm like, oh, "What happened?" I think the they didn't realize where he
1: lives. <laughs> That's yep. great. Right.
2: I, I think they might not have realized who they cast. Otherwise, they would have changed
0: his role. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh shit, oh, we certainly. were supposed to kill him." <laughs> He was supposed to fall out of the horse or something. Nope, he lives. Yeah. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was your week, Just? No, though nobody cares. It, well, it's been, like you that said, two weeks.
1: just an impression. You did good.
2: This is... I My, my is day rude. is filling up with, like, BK check marks here. This is great. That's Pluses. like three times. Yeah. Oh, uh, I just clicked
0: my... My... Uh, <laughs> so Tyler may be muted for the rest of the <laughs> episode 101, but... It was good. It was it, two weeks, really, since we've done much, because we did 100 before 99. And then I spent way too much time getting those two episodes ready. And then I just, I don't, I don't know. Did we talk? I don't think so. Tried to avoid it as much as possible. So it was pretty relaxing. Sorry, kids I was listening. Back to what did you say? They went back to school, which was awesome. There was a, uh, a friend of mine who was talking about how sad she was, because it was her last first day of school, because her kids were... Graduating high school this year. And she was sad about it. And I was like, you, there's something wrong with you. Like that should be celebrated. You should be so happy that you're done with that nonsense. So, yep, they went back to school, work crazy. And that's about it. My week was I literally work this whole week. I, my, my whole week was completely effed. I thought Wednesday on the real Wednesday that it was Thursday, which led that, into the Thursday. That
1: was hilarious.
0: Fully thinking it was Friday to the point where I messaged BK in the morning saying, hey, just confirming you're good for tonight. And she messaged me back saying, is it Friday already? And I was like, the hell is she talking about? And then I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, it's Thursday. The worst though is that didn't stop. That wasn't the end for me. Like I went to an appointment on Thursday that I had actually booked for Friday. Oh no. On the Wednesday night thinking it was Thursday night and that I was booking it for, fr- oh my God, it was just a mess. The whole, this whole like week was just all over the place. So yeah, it is actually sad Friday. Yeah, today. you did it. Good for you. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why. I'm just, I'm kind of done. It's just been a uh, crazy week. Autopilot. Had a lot of fun. Yeah. But the, literally the worst autopilot in the world. Like autopilot should at least keep me somewhat knowing the days, but... <laughs>
1: it, it nope. runs on WindXP and it's not updated That's anymore. That's true.
0: Something is wrong. It's not supported anymore. I, it's a little scary, actually, because I've been like focusing on health and all of a sudden I can't remember <laughs> what day it is. So well, I'm hoping next week is going to be a little bit better. But there's a yeah. pill for that. Maybe you have a guy for that. I, I should find a guy for that. Yeah. I'm yeah. going in for my next prolotherapy in two wow. weeks. Yeah. I don't even remember what that is. Injections into the spine. Right. Yep. Bring I'm excited back. for that. Yeah, the first round that I had done was incredible. I had the first round done beginning of August, I think, right at the end of July. And it was amazing. One of the biggest benefits I've ever felt ever in my back. Is it
1: some sort of like anti-inflammatory and nerve block or what does it do? So
0: they inject, uh, it's some sort of irritant that causes the body to Try, uh, push blood into those locations, which then causes the body to build up scar tissue around the tendons and ligaments that are worn down. And they're really deep underneath the muscle where it quite often can't get very good blood flow. So this somehow stimulates the body to get blood into that area, which then builds up scar tissue around the injured area. And it wasn't fun. It hurt and it was not comfortable at all, but it was crazy, crazy beneficial. So I'm going to do two more runs of it over the next few months. And then. uh,
1: Is it something that builds up to like a result over time? Or is it like a, you just do this now until.
0: It's different for everybody. He had like the, the, the doctor I'm seeing, he has some people who come back every month, but mine is not that. It's not going to be that. So mine will probably, if everything goes like as well as I'm hoping it will, I'll probably go back and do it maybe once every one or two years and just redo the, you know, have some more put in there. but. It's been, I've literally never done anything that's given me such a big benefit to my back. Good. So, yeah, it's awesome. So I'm excited to go do that again. And that's it, man. That's my week. Now, I, hope, p- I did
1: think of one last thing that's not peer-related, so I oh, don't good. sound like a complete shut-in yep. nerd. I, uh, I made pickles. There you go.
0: Oh, yes! You, like, did them from scratch? Yeah. And, like, pickled them and everything yeah. and then put them in the jars? Mm-hmm. Did you? did you flavor them with anything?
1: Garlic, different? Uh, peppercorn, red pepper flake, and dill.
0: Oh, so Very how long nice. do those sit for? They have to sit for a bit, don't they?
1: Uh, these are fridge pickles, so they're ready in a couple days. You don't have to like do the full gambit.
0: Hmm. How many did you do?
1: Six jars. We have
0: a <laughs> we have a lot. And how long will that last?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Oh. Depends do you snack on, on how on voracious
1: either of us get about them. Can I you do. snack on them do. on your I own? I usually or, grab yeah, you like do? my, nice. my late like, afternoon snack is usually like a little, a little bit of some sort of cheese. I like cut off of a block and then like a handful of almonds and a pickle slice.
0: Is a pickle. See, when I think of pickle, I think of like, I don't know, like the three. what's the, uh, what's the, I don't know what the name brand is. Whatever the dill pickles <laughs> that we get at like <laughs> the normal store. I don't know what they're called. I don't know what the, the. Justin there's has like a, a guy. Is it Mm, is Heinz I, right don't here? I don't know i don't know what it is here but
1: the ones that are the closest to what i have here clothen i think is the name brand mm. for them the yeah. ones that are in the fridge section
0: well the, like we have a buddy who loves pickles but when i went out with him and he bought pickles his pickles were like massive like they were thick they were like i don't know six or seven like they were they look like cucumbers they were huge is are we talking like that size pickle or like the three inch regular person size pickle
1: i get the bigger one and then cut it down into spears so
0: oh, okay that's
1: hmm. so what helps like pickle in faster too because it doesn't have to permeate through the whole thing you're increasing the surface oh, okay. area yeah, therefore yeah. it's done faster
0: hmm. plus then you don't have to cut it when you want one
1: <laughs> yep it's just there
0: <laughs> the wheels so are you turning pre-sliced but it's like four times as much here to buy a pre-sliced pickle
1: well it's still cheap to make your own it's actually really easy
0: it's awesome we're a pickle family over here
2: we're always snacking on pickles they're great have you ever made your own pickles us yeah yeah my yeah my my grandma used to make them all the time and so huh. we implemented that in our house as well so it's pretty fun and huh.
1: something i used to do regularly but got out of the habit of it and one of the things that i'm trying to do in the last couple of weeks is kind of like get my collective shit together so i'm starting to get back into all the old habits and whatnot i used to do so
0: nice so then do you just buy the cucumbers and then go from there or what do, yep. you, do you grow the cucumber okay
1: my, I have a garden, but it's like completely wild and it's been really difficult to keep stuff alive because we've just had so much rain that the, the beds just can't hold nutrients and the uh, soil erosion is like for real, real bad. Like, I had a bunch of stuff in, like, these above-ground beds that everything died because it was just so wet all the time. And then...
0: I think I remember you telling us about that last time we talked with you, too, yeah, that you were trying to I figure got, how to save there them. There's
1: some sort of fungus that got into my tomato beds that I think I just can't plant tomatoes in that bed anymore.
0: That I don't sucks. know. I don't know
1: how to... I, I mean, I'd probably have to pull all of the dirt out and then, like, put it in the sun for a really long time so that it just, like, kills anything that's in there. And then treat it and put it back if I wanted to do anything about it. But I'll just have to swap my, my pepper bed and my tomato bed, slip-slop them, and hope it's enough.
0: Do you do veggies, Ty? Like grow vegetables? Yeah. yeah. We have to be kind of picky
2: with which ones we can do because they'll they grow in crazy spurts here because it's only hot for a short period of time. Um, so it depends what kind of veggies you want. Yeah, I like to do the stuff to snack on. I don't really like doing the things that you use in meals all the time because nine months of the year you have to buy it anyway because it's not going to grow here. But I like to do peppers. Peppers are fun to snack on. Peas. Uh, we actually did a raspberry bush this year, two of them. I'm hoping they're going to grow pretty good because I like snacking on that. But strawberries are a big one. I know, not veggies, cucumbers like that. So, mm. But in terms of herbs and all that kind of stuff, we don't, they don't really grow year-round. You know, they'll, they'll grow for a bit, but then there's the half a year where they're not. And it's just kind of annoying. So I like to get my herbs in the same place. So I normally just buy the herbs from the store now. Just snack food to grow.
0: All right. POE week. We got to get into POE before people start yelling and screaming. Calm down. We kind of talked about it as we went along anyway. <laughs> POE week.
2: Did either of you play POE the last couple of weeks? Yep, she streams it every stream day. I still stream it every day.
1: Yeah. Well, good, Monday good. through Friday.
0: How was your POE week, BK. What'd you do? What That's are you doing?
1: Again, pretty um, Got the last major set of upgrades for the build that I'm playing and have pushed into tier 14 to 16 maps on it and are starting the, the bossing process. Currently playing a Castle and Crit Eye of Winter uh, Assassin. Now, it's my first Castle and Crit build and the idea I didn't come up with. I saw a video for it and I'm like, hey, that looks pretty cool. Um, I... I was only really interested because of bow. Like the cyclone variant castling crits have never really like caught my eye. Uh, but this one uses a bow to trigger the entire process. And it's really neat because it works with Eye and Winter in a fairly unique way. So Eye of Winter is like the AoE projectile thing. And uh, you, if you were to hand cast it, it sort of like spirals out from where you are. Well, not spirals, like travels in a straight line and spirals projectiles out of a ball of ice. And then it has, like, an explosion when it reaches the end of its pathway of projectiles. And if you are a Cyclone variant of Castle and Crit, it'll just spin it off of you from whenever. And you can't really aim, you know, like, how the Eye Winter, you know, spells actually behave too well. But with Bow, you can literally, like, it will travel from you to the end point of where you're putting the Bow attack down. So you can literally just, like, plant the end point for it right inside of a boss so that allows you to maximize the dps you're doing just because of the projectile behavior and then you capital that with a hydrosphere in the chaining uh properties where it will pick up any of the like projectiles that didn't hit the boss and chain it back into the boss so it's really really good single target um but suffers in the way that most castle and crit builds do where they are literal glass cannons um, I've done some stuff to it that wasn't initially recommended in the uh, sort of guide that I had seen. Like a couple of people are just going pure damage, and I decided to try and like work some survivability into it. So we have like a lot of life gain on hit and other sort of things. Like I can't really solve uh, mitigation because there's just not the opportunity there. Like too much stuff is required elsewhere to no. like put like fizz taken as or anything like that in some of these different pieces, but. As far as, there's a little bit of avoidance as far as, like, dodge and evasion is concerned and then lots of recovery because of life gain on hit. Like, every single projectile that hits anything is going to give you 15 life back. So as long as you're hitting stuff and it doesn't one-shot you, you're basically immortal. Because you're just recovering your life that quickly. But, yeah, it's been alright. I was actually very surprised the damage you could do, even at, like, the moderate investment. Cast on crit builds can easily hit 100 plus X. And I think we are... I'd say like 25 to 35x on this one. I did a lot of the crafting myself. Um, but yeah, even at this stage where we're just really mowing down conquerors and whatnot, it's a lot of fun. What Ascendancy? Uh, assassin for this one. I've seen some some of the versions that I've seen have been Occultist, Slayer, and then Ascendant as well. But I don't know. I'm very, very partial to Shadows in general. I, I've rolled more shadows than anything else. Like, everyone has their kind of class that they totally. gravitate to. But totally. between, I just love all three of the shadows. And then Sabo, Trickster, and Assassin. I play all three of them all the time.
0: What's the goal when you make a character like this?
1: This was exploring a completely unknown archetype. I'd never played Castle and Crit at all before. So it was a lot of learning for me, which was a unique opportunity. Not saying that I knew everything in the game, but there's very few corners of PoE as far as builds are concerned like mechanics I learn stuff about every single day but like generic archetypes I have a good feel for across the board and I would say like my two weakest points are sort of like this crit related sphere of things and melee um I don't know a whole lot about melee so that's probably something to push myself into next to try and ease out of that comfort zone a little bit But yeah, it was just mostly learning about it, learning about the different breakpoints and how cooldown recovery affects that. And you have to find the sweet spot between cooldown recovery and attack speed and make sure that the amount of attacks that you're doing per, you know, a given amount of time matches the proc rate of the spells that you can actually proc based on your recovery of the internal cooldown for cast on crit. So there's like some math involved and then there's some gear tweaking and otherwise. It's just, it's neat.
2: It's awesome. And so how long did it take you to get up there? To figure it all out, plan it out, get to where you're at.
1: Like I yoinked the original P.O.B. from nice a video that I saw. um The video came out, and honestly, I was really missing Cold Scourgeo. Like anytime there's been, it <laughs> it <I, laughs> kind of got it. got started because everyone was very upset about the the patch notes, ch- the patch notes rather, and the changes that happened, and the reduction in damage across the board, and all these other sorts of things, and A lot of people were really mad and upset and it's i kind of had the kind of laughing attitude towards this entire thing because like this has already happened to me once before like they killed my favorite archetype in 3.9 and like ran hit-based elemental bows into the ground so like cold scourgero dead like i shot dead like you used to be able to league start and league start fairly well on these sorts of skills or at least like with Ellie hit, there is a way to be like a bosser and be bossing ready very quickly with, you know, not minimal budget, but like 10 to 12 X would get you to end game. And that was, that was cool to have that accessibility for a bow archetype. Now the only bows you see a league starter dot bows, because that's the only thing that's any good anymore with, you know, minimal amounts of investment. If you can, you can still boss on, you know, whatever lightning arrow, cold ice shot you can do all that stuff eventually, but it just takes in- insane amounts of investment. So, having been through 3.9, you know, I was just sort of reminiscing about the changes that the game has gone through already, which made me think a lot about G- Cold Screw Joe, and since I have sort of limited play time this league, I wanted to play something for me rather than trying to figure out some build to write some guide on. and so I kind of wanted to treat myself and relive like the glory days and if I can't play. Cold base, you know, cold elemental hit base stuff like I shot or cold scourge arrow. I can play something that vaguely resembles it if I squint my eyes at my monitor. So I'm holding a bow. There's cold projectiles going everywhere and there's a herald of ice shatters. So that's basically the same thing, right?
2: (laughs) That's right. You got it. You nailed it.
1: (laughs) It it has sort of like that same kinetic feel to how cold I cold scourge arrow used to feel. And that's mainly the main like sort of reasoning behind wanting to play it is like I can learn something new and I can play something that I used to or something similar to something that I used to. That was honestly like my favorite thing I've ever played in POE.
0: Did you league start it?
1: I did not league start it. No, I did not feel confident enough to league start Cast on Crit. I league started. I was going to league start Blade Traps, but then they were severely underpowered initially. Uh, They got a buff, but by that point in time, I'd burned all my currency to switch. It was really unfortunate because I wanted to start Poison Blade Trap and everything seemed pretty sound. And so if you go for poison items on day one, you have to be prepared to pay a lot. They are some of the items that are like the most expensively priced initially, but then decline very, very rapidly because most of the things that are poison related are very, very common as far as the drop pool is concerned. So if you want to get a hold of them early, you got to pay a premium and then those items will completely be devalued within like three days. And so it's like this investment that you have to basically be prepared to throw away. And so I would burned the currency I'd gotten so far to get my poison items to get set up for, you know, for everything. And then the build was crap. And then I burned what little I had left uh, to then switch into a lightning trap because that was like my backup plan all along in case Blade Blade Trap didn't work out very well. (laughs) And then they're like, we buffed it. I'm like, I don't have currency left, so (laughs) I guess this is just going to have to wait for now. And maybe we'll go back to Blade Trap, play it like a little bit on standard or something, just to see if I can still make the poison dream work because I've got plenty of currency there and I just don't care. So I think it'll be like a project after the league ends and before the next one begins. You have that week to fiddle around in standard. I think we'll go back to Blade Trap then.
2: Raise the roof for standard.
0: Yeah. Is that what people do in that week? <laughs>
1: That's what I do because I have, it's basically a gigantic open sandbox. Uh, people will actually answer trades in that time because everyone's sorting their stash tabs, anyways, and whatnot, and trying to get rid of stuff. And I think I've got like 700, 800 exalts in standard. So. It's like if you want to put together a build and like really push it to its min max properties, just to see if something is possible. Like that's a fun project for the week. It's like make something absolutely ridiculous, have fun for a few days, and then like get ready for the next league. But it was pretty cool. the The whole intention of the blade trap build, because I started to experience uh, RSI at that point in time, um, was inst- I was I didn't know what to do. I wanted to do like a pure lightning chat build, but that would have been like more clicking. And I was really, really hurting at that point in time. It was at the point where I'd like basically wrap up the stream and then put ice packs on my like hands and wrists because it was so, so bad. And uh, I decided to double down and embrace it. So rather than being like, all right, well, I can't play. I was like, well, let's just take this as an opportunity to take, you know, <laughs> Lightning Trap and this archetype that is notoriously bad for RSI. Like a lot of people say, don't play Traps and Mines if you have wrist problems. So the entire intention intention then became make a trap in mind build that is RSI friendly so that people that do have these problems can play this archetype with minimal like issues to their hands. And that's essentially what I did. Like I basically took Lightning Trap and put it together in a format that still does damage that can do bosses and tier 14s to tier sixteens. And uh, you can do the whole, you know, not hurting your hands thing too. So that's gonna be Probably the guy that I put out this league is the Hand Friendly Lightning Trap build.
2: Nice. And then but I got that's it started. That's official title?
1: <laughs> I, the I might have to work on that title a little bit. Just, <laughs> just a little bit. But yeah, that's what we linked started on. Once that got kind of finished up and got in a state that I was happy on, we killed a couple bosses with it. I was like, all right, now it's time to do something for me.
0: Good for you. Sweet. was your POE week, Ty? Well, why don't you cover your you week played? first? Uh, I played Diablo 2. <laughs> really? All right. Yep. I How, How'd that go? Isn't that beta? I don't know why. Or is that not beta? No, no, no. Not the resurrected, the original Diablo oh, Two, right, Lords right, right. of Destruction. And then I had heard about this thing called Median XL. It's like a yeah. extension add-on thing is free. They had a big update for it. And I was like, I don't know why, but I just decided I couldn't feel like I did not have very much time to play anyway because of my week. And I'm like, I just want that. I want the sound. I want to hear the music again. And uh so I started I played that. It was fun. You you definitely appreciate Path of Exile. Like Diablo 2 was tons of fun. And that was the game that got me into all of it. But as I played it, I was like, okay, there are definitely things that I appreciate about Path of Exile. It there's definitely some things I still think they're missing out on, but it was fun. That was my Path of Exile week. Awesome. Diablo (laughs) 2. Sweet. You?
2: Yeah, last last couple weeks I've been uh, I've had an opportunity to play or think about um be in the Path of Exile world for sure. My wife has actually been playing lots of POE. Like she'll claim the computer, come downstairs. I think she's turning on Sims and all of a sudden I'll go to bloop, bloop. My wife's broadcasting and she only broadcasts POE. That's the only thing she broadcasts. And she did it like four times in the last couple of weeks. So I, got, I was stuck on console, but it's not stuck because I love console. And so I was having a good time leveling a few new ideas, new builds. Um, yeah, I, they're really cool. I'll play around with them a little bit more. Nice click, by the way. And uh, I made some, I, I gave kind of a disclaimer at the beginning of the league for my two guides that I have that I might make some gem changes. I hate making changes to a guide mid-league, but I said that, and I I'm probably said this in a previous episode, but I, I like the, the changes this league were to very core mechanics were so drastic that like, sure, I'll post a guide if you want to play, but keep in mind, this is with the old mentality old mechanics in mind they might not work in like a min-maxed way so I said I might be changing the mid-league to after I have some experience with the new flasks and mana management system Um, and so I made some changes to them after playing a lot and goodness I've been loving it they're so smooth they feel like they used to but better you know like for today's game so I'm very happy with the changes and I'll be implementing those I've posted them as like a secondary gem set type of thing. The trees didn't change, but for both my guides, the gems changed. And I posted them as a separate thing instead of just revamping the guide. And then I'll just, obviously for next league, have the new thread for the new guides. But loving that. But when, hey, has it always been this way? Nico's, you know, when you find Nico in a map, I thought they were mounds of stuff, sulfite. Have they always been chests that open up? I thought they were like dirt mounds. No, nobody? say. <laughs> the when you find Nico in a map, right. the stuff you click on. I thought, I thought they used to be mounds of salt. It can be or... chest
1: or the like little graphic for sulfite, like the rocks sitting there. Oh, I just be noticed
2: better. them being chest for the first time. Just noticed it. I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure, sure what, what the
1: variation is between it, or like why sometimes it triggers and sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, there it can show up as either.
2: Gotcha. Obviously, Ty. Obviously. And you know how I have a personal vendetta against the Val Temple map? I hate it. I hate the yep. fact that it's required to unlock one favorite of that region. I think that's ridiculous. Anyway, I finally found Val Temple for this league. Finally. And I never get Val Temple. So my wife and I this night, we we decided we were gonna watch a movie, but I was just playing POE until we were gonna play. I was in the middle I was just testing some builds that's all I was doing and I was going to be like okay honey 10 more minutes and I'll be finished this map just want to finish this you know get maximize my map and get my time in. just want to finish testing this 10 more minutes Zana shows up I'm like frick it's so anyway it's like it's a nicely rolled T15 so I asked if she was cool that I just completely finished the map she being awesome says yeah sure no problem. And the version that I was tested, the the map that I rolled, it wasn't the fastest map. So my wife was already being crazy patient with me. But then I come across Zana in the map and I'm like praying that Zana doesn't give me anything good so that I'm tempted to move on. And of course, she gives me a corrupted rare Val temple and I never, ever find it. So my wife, very kind, lets me, <laughs> lets me do, well, not lets, but like she's not going to hate She let me. you, it's fine. She's not going to hate me for doing the Val temple and spend another forever Anyway, I spent fifteen minutes failing miserably at this unidentified <laughs> Valcora temple. Oh no! Oh yeah, I couldn't even beat the first set of bosses. They're the biggest pricks in the world. Oh my goodness! That first—I don't care about the last boss. It's the first set of bosses that trio. Oh, I hate in the Val them. Temple. Well, yeah, that is the boss. In the Val Temple. Oh, is it? It's not the other. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Well. You're Either thinking way. like the it, uh, Itzy,
1: yeah?
2: Oh, okay. Well, then that's almost it's encouraging. The so close. It's the same trio. It's the same
1: trio from there. Like, same trio, the same right. but it's they're just, the final. They're, oh, yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So. And they're anyways. nasty,
1: anyways.
2: Awful. That's, awful fight yes they are so and i guess uh, so i got all discouraged because i used up all six portals on that fight thinking i still had a ziri to go but i had the one down there but it was like with my testing one and oh man it was it was it was brutal I so i have anyway. some
0: i can give you thanks is yeah. it on
2: console or pc console nobody cares about pc these oh.
0: days then
2: nope <laughs> so anyway that was uh <laughs> that was my poe restricted. week yep. <laughs> That's
0: right. it's
2: true so it was good but man poe has been busy eh? last couple of weeks like this league ggg themselves they've been crazy busy
0: yeah okay so are we into this week in poe i didn't i, didn't, I wasn't paying attention to you talking no, i know that you never then. pay attention yeah thanks <laughs> that for was nothing. the end of year yeah it is cool thanks. week cool the, week yeah Ty. thanks cool justin week. yeah it sounds <laughs> like great. it was a lot of fun i enjoy yep. it cool week i heard console and i checked out which speaking of there were no console patches this no, week there weren't wasn't that great huzzah there was one patch this week
2: uh and there was a, a glitch that they fixed that I kind of wish happened to me. They, they fixed a bug in the Syndicate safehouse where portals or where the Syndicate safehouse portals could open around the player instead of the map device. Well that be fun? Or Jun. Sorry, it, I guess it was in maps. The, the portals would open around the player instead of around Jun.
1: Hey, free MTX. Yeah.
2: yeah right. So anyway, but that, yeah, there was a small patch there with some, with some fixes and then a billion micro transactions oh my goodness there was a ton oh cool that's a celestial all fantastic the, uh, they came out with it just yesterday i mean we have two weeks worth of like what is that it looks like 40 different mtx and i think they're all fantastic but <laughs> the turtles did you see the like spatial turtles that they had the
0: ethereal turtles they're 20 they're like 22 bucks each really oh that's not like the pack for all i didn't actually <laughs> look but the, wasn't there a pack come to yeah, combine them yeah all? for like 85 if you want to. Yeah. Are
2: you serious? Is yeah. it isn't really
0: that high? Yeah. Dang.
2: Well, I mean, I'm looking on console, so that's showing me Canadian. Oh, no, maybe I looked on my phone. Either way, um, they have the completely opposite strategy that I would use if I was doing MTX. Like, if I was to start that's a company, free successful? to play. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> like, to me, their prices are so outrageous. Obviously, they make millions, but their prices are so outrageous. They're not getting any casual dollars from me Mm. or a penny pincher i would go kind of the opposite route and have it cheap enough that you get an
0: animal you get a pet (laughs)
2: that's right but no like i'm the kind of person where i would have them cheap enough where someone just passing by like oh really it's only five bucks yeah i can do that and like i try and swindle that oh it's just this much way more and think that i could hopefully have that many more transactions that it's making up for too steep of a price but anyway i like to i like to
0: admit transactions i miss that that this pet thing had come out the only way i knew about it was because you tweeted and i saw you tweet that you really like the real animal ones and i was like okay what is this and then i'm watching this like mystical turtle fly in and out of a portal i'm like what the hell is the real animal here? yeah this? i know i i get that it's a turtle ish but it's floating and glowing <laughs> like i think the only real ones like
2: even they have baby elephants no normal elephants i have a tiger mm-hmm. Yeah, they like dogs. And I have the uh, raven Scorpions. or SRS. That's not a pet, but I've, like I like the real ones. And uh, I'm still it just made waiting me laugh because it's
0: a glowing <laughs> Yeah, I know. Turtle. It's all spacious <laughs> like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but I'm still waiting for the zombies to get a little bit more love. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm holding out for treants, clowns, or scarecrows. All three would be nice. Not, of, mm-hmm. uh, not meshed together, though. Don't get all crazy. But like a treant theme a clown theme to match the ringmaster stuff, the scarecrow to have like a creepy farmer thing. Oh
0: man, that'd be awesome for zombies. You know uh, what's funny. I'm just looking at this new, cause they got new forum avatars that came out, which is whatever. It's fine. It's I mean, weird that awesome. it took them this long to add some more, but it's cool. But what made me laugh is I'm looking at the screen right now. And I think this is, this league is one of the highest levels I've ever had. One of my characters. And when I start a new character for a new league, I just delete the lowest level character which means that my character named i physically hate tyler will last almost forever <laughs> <laughs> oh i just man. noticed it right now yeah no anyway, yeah they came out with new avatars for the forums it's i think that's awesome i cool. thought
2: they come out with some new ones don't they or don't you unlock them in different ways they're not all available to everyone Cause sometimes I scroll through to I, change them, and I have different ones available to me. Sometimes, maybe I think, possibly. I don't. Think no, so. it's
1: been the same for a while. The only Literally people that have special yeah. ones are the people that win like hideout competitions, art competitions, or have a div card made. Because it'll change their portrait to their div card art, or like a screenshot of their hideout hmm. as like a custom custom avatar thing.
2: That's oh, cool that they do that. Yeah, it's, cool. it's a neat. They came up with a bunch. Yeah,
1: it's a neat little reward.
2: Yeah. And uh, some of them, though, are like NPCs for this league. Now, I guess Chris has already mentioned that Expedition is going core in one of the few interviews that he did. But so I guess that makes sense. But yeah, they have a lot of the NPCs that uh, that I guess we interact with on a regular basis now in our hideout. And then, as mentioned, there's the hideout competition stuff. That stuff's always like I click through it. And I don't mean to be apathetic towards it, but I have a huge respect for it. I could not with just just with how hideouts work. And I, even from the creative standpoint, no way I could come up with anything like this. I can't even think of it. And so I'm always impressed with people that can do the competition stuff or the hideout stuff.
0: I think it's nuts. Yeah, but share more of them, please. So I can steal them <laughs> <laughs> because I'm still sitting on the boring. What's that? Uh, what's the new one that I just got?
2: Uh, it's the alien one? can't even no, think of it. I don't know. No.
0: Oh, you Virtanias, got, yeah. Uh, yeah, Virtanias, Virtanias. yeah.
2: Uh, BK, or, do you download or make your own hideouts or both?
1: I usually make my own.
2: Nice. There you go. Did it's they a look, lot of fun. Could, could you hideout competition yours?
1: Uh, probably. I don't think I'd win, though, Ooh. but I could participate. Fun. I just, I didn't, the, the very first one that, I think it was like two years ago, was the first one that overlapped with me, like, joining the game. I did, like, a submission, and, you know, it seemed pretty well-received. Like, Bex was even like, hey, I like this, and I was like, "Bah." Hmm. And, um, yeah, I I didn't even hit runners-up, man, so I was like, all right. Cool. <laughs> Clearly it's cool, but I, this is not the thing that I'm best at, so. Hmm. But I do enjoy. I enjoy it. It's, like, it's one of those things that I like to use as, like, I, I, I'm not one of those people that is inherently creative from something that I create myself. So like, I cannot draw, I cannot paint, I cannot do a lot of these sort of more creative endeavors. But if I, I'm creative in the way of using other assets, so I can build hideouts out of these pieces that already exist. And that has existed across lots of different games that I've played there's basically hideout direct or er, decoration in final fantasy 14 there's hideout decoration in fallout 4 there is you know like with the settlement system there's like a lot of these games that have these little like town or hideout or home sort of decoratings. like even going back to the sims right I, I haven't played that in probably 15 years well, But i, I thought I used you were to gonna play... say like
2: 15 hours
1: okay. <laughs> i used to play a lot of it um so like That's just been one of the ways that I, like, am able to be creative. Um, So I find it very relaxing and very soothing. And usually, like, if I hit a league burnout situation where I'm just, like, I've played too much or I need to, like, a mental reset before starting another character, usually, like, I'll spend, like, a night or two working on a hideout. And it kind of, like, helps me break away and reset the system, so to speak.
2: Yep. Totally. So
1: it's yeah. been it's been a lot of fun, but I do it mostly for me. And like, if somebody in like my community is like, I really want this, then I'll like throw something together for them. But
0: totally. Uh, good to know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Fallout Four, my bases were awful.
1: Oh yeah, no, I had like time. all the mods for it too, so that I can make them really cool. I made this one I, that I never was... knew why
0: I got them. I would download the mods, but
1: there's the one we're settlement awful. that was at the broken down movie theater. And I ended up building a gigantic biodome sort of thing over the entire, like, parking lot. Because there was that, like, sink of water in the middle, too, that you could run your water generators and stuff from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, like, my best build. It was so cool. It was, like, multi-stories, everything. These little, like, nooks and crannies. It was so fun. I think, I don't even think I finished the story because I think the story was, like, fucking terrible. But I, I did make a lot of... Settlement. they all
2: kind of are
1: new vegas and the original and two are amazing fallout three is like eh. it's redeemed because it's liam neeson's your dad that's a, who doesn't want that fantasy and then <laughs> this last one is gonna like uh
2: hmm. yeah then there's 76 This one yet did you see the post about gg looking for feedback for colorblind stuff in regards to like uh, the gem sockets?
1: It's, a, Socket. it's about time.
2: Yeah, no, it's good, though. I think it was brought up in one of the interviews, but I overheard. they. I think it might have been a conversation that they initiated. I forget. But either way, I know that it's something that you've mentioned a lot in the past, and it's been in their pocket for a bit. So it was neat to see them reaching out, and hopefully they're getting feedback, because there's a lot of different kinds of colorblindness, too, right? It's a clever
0: right? way to do it.
2: It's, it is.
1: It's been, I mean, that's sort of how it was implemented originally. There was actually colorblind support in, like, one point whatever, um, but they, like, went back on it. And then didn't put any colorblind friendly stuff in for the longest time and then even changed the colors of like the red and green sockets or something like that so that they're more indistinguishable than usual after they went back or something like that. I can't quite remember. But no, You're not
2: yeah. colorblind, but you know people that are, right?
1: Both, both of my brothers and my dad are. Um, right. so something just, yeah. that I grew up around and had, you know, like awareness of like my brothers used to like pause video games and come over and be like, what is this? <laughs> like, Oh, that's, you know, and I'd have to describe what it is so that they would know.
2: Yeah. And your filters are colorblind friendly for the most part.
1: Right. Cause you tell yeah. them by the pattern of the colors that arrive, not necessarily the colors themselves.
2: Right. Cool. Yeah, so hopefully I, they get is some it. Is this not a feedback. good change? I feel like it's a
1: good change. And it's something that people have been asking for for a really long time. It's just one of those things that a lot of people, you know, it's definitely a step in the right direction. But it's like, all right, well, yes, you can change the sockets. But what about the red on red on red league? And what about, sure. you know, <laughs> one like they, the there's yeah. the, 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 the bigger outcry is for a filter like a specific color settings filter that would overlay on it and help people see like because some games will have this where it changes like the color of certain ground effects and whatnot to be make it easier for colorblind people to see it i think wow's got it built in at this point in time i'm not sure and um I understand that there's some hesitation there because with colorblind modes like that, it can make certain things that maybe you don't want very easy to see, very easy to see, and then people all just flip it on because it's easier to see. Um, So there's like some actual dev considerations for why they don't want to like basically turn this mode on or like implement it haphazardly. But considering... I don't even know the statistics of it, but I would say I think it's like 10% of the male population is considered colorblind, which is a pretty significant portion of their, you know, playership.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's
1: kind of weird to leave this portion of your playership completely out in the, in the wings like this. And like, you know, colorblind stuff isn't just for colorblind people there can be other people with certain degrees of visual impairments that maybe aren't color related that could benefit from a similar sort of thing
2: yeah totally totally what else do we have we have badger um badger's league came and went and there were some uh some highlights from that and i'm the the kind of gamer where i'm not really looking at other gamers or like i enjoy having it up sometimes but i'm not really paying attention um specifically to to other other broadcasters and stuff but i do like seeing popular and very good players die so i'm always looking at these in high. game you have Calm explained down. Twitch. Oh. congratulations oh, right yes yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i still enjoy clicking on them and then i fast then i like click to the end and if i don't see the restart at checkpoint then i move to the next video and if i do see the restart at checkpoint then i go back to the video and i watch it and then i enjoy their facial expressions i am always really impressed with people that can handle dying in hardcore see for me even if i die at level 12 in hardcore i'm pissed i could not imagine being somebody that has to level again like really liked the idea and maybe it was their mistake or it was like some gggbs that killed them off screen or something i don't know but like to do it at ninety eight, or to do it like uh, what was it like Octavian? Was at some crazy stupid number? And then he died from something glitchy a couple of weeks ago. I forget. Remember yeah. the video was posted. Oh, like I, oh, I mean, half of it it's makes funny me feel to good. Watch. It is, but it's I right. like I'm I'm torn. I'm I enjoy
0: it and I feel it, and I could never. I handle would never it. do it. No, no, no. I so. would punch my camera and break my computer and never play again. <laughs> of course you would. As uh, is
2: Gauntlet's coming up. A lot of people like to play that. And then there were a whole bunch of interviews by GGG. I mean, we t- we got to talk on two of them, right? What was the first one? The first one was Tarkie's. The next one Bay was... Last, yeah, yeah Bay Class, And then the next one was... um Zizan 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 Zizan, Yeah, Ziznmathel. And then the one that we didn't get to before we started was the Gazi, Grimrow Crouching Tuna. Um, they also summarized their own talking points from the first two. Uh, then there was even Preach that hung out on Bay Class, a popular streamer that just recently got into PoE for a short time and had lots of really cool things to say. And uh, BK, you have your bingo thing coming up and you did a whole bunch of notes that were awesome. Very helpful for me when, because I had no time to watch the Gazzy one for over a week and a half. So I was able to go through your notes and they were awesome. Yay. So like, they're useful. Yeah, they're awesome. And we'll post them too. We're going to link them in the show notes. Yeah. And so the interviews were just insane. We can talk about them. Well, I guess we'll be talking yeah, about them inadvertently for forever. But another thing before we get into those then, because it's unrelated, but I think it's related to then, but it's not related to those conversations. Um, you know how Fortnite was fighting with Apple? Part of the case, I mean, they're going to dispute it, so who knows how it's going to end up, but Apple's been forced to restrict their, restrict, ease their restrictions on their app development. And the court said that Apple needs to let people use, they're allowed to let people, developers use links to exit the app world so that uh, developers can now sort of kind of bypass Apple's crazy fees. That was, yeah. And But the only reason that I bring that up for GG land is because eventually they're getting into POE mobile. So don't know how that changes stuff with how GGG's mentality works. I know they were making POE mobile per se for fun, but you know, it's another big win for them in that regards. Anyway, that's that. But BK, I loved your notes. They were awesome. And I'm really glad you posted them. And that's really cool that you do them.
1: It's a lot of fun. I've always like I've been in that habit for a really long time. It's very difficult for me to listen. Um I wasn't one of those people that could show up to class, listen to the lectures and then do well in the test. Like I just don't retain information by hearing things. Um, so I was a very avid note taker in school, which was awesome because that means I got to photocopy and sell them <laughs> side gig. And, um, <laughs> so it's just a habit I've been in for a really long time. And, uh, so anytime there was a dev episode like this one, and any you know, of the times that Chris has talked on bake Last in the past, or they've had, you know, Rory or whoever on, I've always done these breakdowns because they help me actually understand what I'm hearing and internalize the information in a way that, like, I can then recall it and explain it to people when they inevitably come to the stream to ask me about, like, what did they mean when they said blah? You know, then I've actually got it in my head and I don't have to, like, pull up the video and then listen to it again and then try to explain it. And so I was talking to one of my moderators and they're like, why don't you just, like, do that on stream for content because of my RSI that's been going on right now. You know, I've been sort of like lamenting the uh the time, but I do have to stream just because it hurts and I don't really enjoy doing my profession while it causes me pain <laughs> in any yeah. regard. Well, so
2: obviously, yeah, yeah.
1: So we we did a couple note taking sessions. after the Billy Cast one, like the viewership is a little bit lower, understandably, because no one wants to hear me start and stop a, a video fifty billion times. Um, but there was some really neat discussions and we got to put the notes together and we put the notes on Reddit and they actually did surprisingly well. I thought that, you know, I'd probably get like my shit kicked in because it's, you know, Reddit, but
2: I've heard Reddit has that side. People,
1: people have been, you know, it was very well received. People were saying thanks and it spurred on a lot of discussions between people just you know now that they had this resource that they could read they had opinions or questions about what happened and then other people could answer those so like it, i think it was good for the community overall
2: do you think you'll do notes again while broadcasting because and doing anything broadcasting takes forever compared to what doing it off camera right do you think you'll do it again or did you yeah, a- appreciate I think the so. extra conversation i mean
1: yeah. even even if you want to look at It is like content filler in general, like I still got something out of it because like I could talk through the different points with the community and, you know, give my take on it, hear their takes on it. And that sort of helps me kind of understand like where this information fits in the wider like scope, because my community is, I would not say unique, but certainly special in the way that we have a pretty broad mix of uh player experience types as far as the people who have played for a really long time played for a really shorter time people that can play for many many hours and then the people who can play for like a couple hours each week like there's a there's a real mixed bag as far as like the the types of players that are in my community and so it's been it's always really interesting and you know gives me certainly a wider perspective than my own when we talk through these things together.
0: I think one of the benefits too with the notes was that you were you were object like it was you were just writing down here's what the question was that was asked and here's the answer that was given so on stream you're while you're talking about like your opinions on things it wasn't like you were throwing that into the notes which makes it really hard for somebody to try and be judgy when you're putting it out there and saying like look what I'm providing to you to go through it because it's not like hey here's bk's opinion and you can either agree or disagree with it which you can talk about in your stream right but the notes themselves were very objective
1: i thought too. it was very important that they were that way that i think the only i <laughs> i only put my my own twist of humor in there a few different times but other than that i left them as objective as possible because the the idea is to create a resource where people can actually like form their own opinions In general, the content that I want to create as a creator is something that gives people tools to make their own decisions. Um, So, like, one of my best videos and most popular videos to date was, like, the how to choose a League Starter one, which is basically, like, these are the considerations that I look for. This is how you can use these tools to help you decide. Like, I'm not going to say, like, this is the best build for League Starting. Like, it's always about trying to put the choice. Because, like, you know, people come into this game with so many different personal... Situations and expectations and otherwise that it's like, I don't like blanket statements and I don't like telling people what to do. I think like the part of the joy and beauty of playing the game is taking the tools and making decisions for yourself. And people may not agree with that. Um, You know, there are some folks that want to be told, but there's plenty of content creators that are doing that already. So I figured I'd be on the other side, handing the people that are hungry for tools, the information and whatnot that they need to make those decisions.
0: What was your overall thought on the three different interviews?
1: I, I think overall it was very good for the company. I feel like even Reddit has sort of like toned down and the hate after having this communication from them and so much communication. Uh, I'm not entirely certain that three podcasts were needed, though I appreciate the effort of them trying to make sure that the sample size across the different streamers and who they, you know, because it, it's basically representative politics at this point, right? you know, the, this each streamer has their own unique audience. And then by assimilating, you know, the many of the top streamers and having these opportunities to have these conversations, they're hoping to reach the greatest amount of passionate players, because if you don't really care about PoE you're not following the forums, you're not reading Reddit, you're not watching streamers. Um, so this is really a good tactic to try and get people that care a lot about your game, the information that you think that they need. And so I think it was good, but... <laughs> There's a lot of stuff where it felt like it was just people asking the same fucking questions over and over and over again because they didn't like the answers that were given in the first and second time. So I found that a bit annoying. Like, there's a lot of sort of, like, design philosophy stuff that I wish that they could have touched on as far as, like, what they find intriguing about, like, what they're doing in POE 2 versus what they did wrong or what they consider they did wrong in POE 1 and how they... You know, like, there's so many good questions that can be asked of the systems of the skills of like the content that is coming and you know even this idea that the map generation stuff is going to be different in like act two of poe2 like is there going to be more of that beyond act two is this something that could become more fluid could there be leagues centered around this same sort of technology like there's so many different questions that we can ask that expand into the future rather than focusing on the past and I feel like yep. a vast majority of what was asked is sort of like this limitation of harvest and other sorts of me- league mechanics that don't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: yes, yes, yes.
1: You know the 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 asking about the auction house. I don't know how many different times. And I, you know, I thought a lot of the answers that Chris gave and um on many different you know issues like that were appropriate. Um. As far as, like, the auction house thing, you know, saying that, like, uh, they're a long-term auction house, they're not opposed to, but, you know, the instant stuff is not going to happen, but they understand that it's a problem, so they're trying to look at what is being traded the most, or what's the most annoying to trade, and uh, basically reduce the burden of that, meaning all of the different stuff that they've added now for map juice, how there's sextants, and fragments, and scarabs, and prophecies, and all this stuff that goes into high-end mapping that you have to trade for that's very annoying you know, they're trying to roll that into, like, the base map experience now so that you don't have to trade for that. Therefore, lightening up, you know, the load on the trade system as a whole, allowing trade to be for more specific things rather than everything. Yeah. And so, like, I feel a lot of, like, the solutions that they're going for here are, you know, completely understandable. And even though I might not agree with all of them, like, I can certainly see why they've made certain decisions and where the company is going. And so I find the communication overall very refreshing. Um, I feel a lot better, like, about where PoE is heading. Uh, Because, you know, 3.6, you know, like, when this league launched, it was a bit of, like, a what situation for me. Like, a lot of the changes just felt really weird. Um, Like, the mana stuff is, like, the biggest one. And the flask rework was, you know, I was willing to give that one a chance. And honestly, it's all the same to me. But like, especially in like the mana stuff, like the damage multipliers is fine. I've been saying for a really long time, you could take my SRS build, cut the damage in half and it's still clear the end game. Like, I don't really care about that. But the mana multipliers thing was just like a really weird way to solve a problem that I don't think we were having in the first place.
2: Like <laughs> for some, yeah, for some circumstances, for sure. And then they, they reverted back on it. Yeah.
1: Um, So, like, I just, I really hope they shore up the communication issues that happen there as far as, like, either the different teams that are working on different parts of the game. This is all really indicative of growing pains, of a a smaller studio becoming a larger one, where they're, you know, basically breaking off into these teams that are going to be specializing in certain content. And then those teams have to learn in time how to communicate to each other, how to create these checks and balances and these, like, these sort of, like, you know, double check and triple checks of you know, did we do this right? Has this been addressed? Has this been looked at? Does this need to be signed off or whatnot? Because those systems don't exist until they make them. Like I'm sure they can learn from other companies, but internally I'm I'm imagining that most studios handle this sort of thing on an individual basis based on the needs of their developers and the size of of their teams. And I'm hoping that this is enough of a shakeup and a scare for them that these sort of things are solidified even further as far as, like, we saw a good deal of change that happened between Heist and um, Ritual as far as, like, the clear League ideas, you know, things being more nailed down because Chris was like, all right, I'm taking the reins. We're going to, you know, make sure that the scope of these leagues doesn't get ridiculous anymore. And I uh, hope that that trend continues, right, through the rest of all of this, that, like, Mm -hmm. when these mistakes are made, they continue to do what they did between Heist and and, uh, Ritual. And, you know, hopefully between this one and the next one, we see another sort of similar tightening down of certain structures. I will say, though, (laughs) overall, half the time I wanted to, like, shake Chris's hand. Half the time I wanted to smother him with a pillow. (laughs) <laughs> because <laughs> he would like intentionally bait right you know he would say certain things that you know are going to stir people up and he couldn't help it and like while i
2: it's living a know, dream I, it's
1: it. <laughs> I don't you know it well, i certainly agree that certain people in the player base are absolutely ridiculous and need to like just i don't know go outside once in a while and get a break you know the game isn't really that serious it's also like don't antagonize them (laughs) come on
0: (laughs) i enjoyed
2: every minute of it but yeah it was fun
0: well tyler and i talked this week trying to figure out just with regards to what we're going to talk about and i and i did not watch the third interview but it wasn't anything to do with the people interviewing him i just was really tired of listening to chris talk about the same stuff i it was i i did enjoy the first one because it was the first one this here's the information they're trying to put out fires you feel a little bit better about it whatever but then i just got to the point where i was like i i I don't actually care and i know that that's going to be different from a lot of people but it didn't change whether or not i was going to start playing the game i wasn't overly concerned with the state there might be some things that i disagreed with but i've always had the idea that they weren't going to fuck their own game over purposefully and I just got to the point where I felt like I was just watching him go through the motions of the same questions. Oh, yeah. The same direction. And God damn, how do people put on three hour podcasts over and over? No, and I don't understand it. It's so long when I went to because the other ones I actually got to watch while I was working. The third one I couldn't watch while I was working. It was the same with the Bay Class with Preach. Couldn't watch it too busy. I go to watch them later and I'm like, I can't like three hours. You got to give me spots to jump to, to be like, do I care about these questions or not? Cause they are unbelievably long. It blows my mind every time.
1: Yeah. There was like 10 long. There was almost 10 hours of content of Chris talking. Ugh, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's
2: exhausting.
0: If, I, if you're someone I, that does I have the time I can imagine how though. he felt
1: about it. I mean, well, yeah.
0: you could tell he was starting to have a good time. As it progressed through different interviews where he was start like you said, he's kind of like having a he was having fun with some of his answers, which I, you would have to because you start to go crazy a little bit
1: yeah
2: but if you have the time to listen, it was all good stuff from Chris, like sure, a lot of it was redundant and repetitive. You spoke in our episode a hundred about how it sucks when you're trying to ask questions for someone else because there's no passion in the rebuttal and the conversation doesn't continue. so there's definitely some of that, but I thought. All the interviewers did really great. I thought Chris did a great job. I really enjoyed the one with Preach and Tarky and and Nugi and Raise or Rise. I never say the name right.
0: Chris just I'm, needs to somehow find a way to do this once. Like well, I don't know how that works. I'm sure they learned. I would their rather lesson. see like nine streamers in one thing with him and no, just you do didn't. it in an hour
1: i'm really confused why they were three too i don't know if it's because like of a favoritism thing that they didn't want to be accused of it or didn't want to be accused of not you know addressing stuff that was representative of everybody but like in doing I feel like so it was that one. yeah i
0: feel like it was the second one like
1: in doing so it just created a lot of the same thing over and over and over again Yep.
0: Because Which was going the, to happen no the matter same, what. Yeah. You the can't. people
1: that have the concerns are going to talk to every single podcast because they want the question asked every single time because they are clinging to some shred of hope that the answer might change if they ask enough.
2: That GGG is going to return harvest and deterministic crafting. That's the hope. I hope harvest gets removed forever.
0: I mentioned in a hundred to Tarki that by asking everybody for their thoughts and questions, I get that the idea was to try and you know, give representation to everybody, but it just ended up being a lot of the same questions. once you got through three of them and you had people asking these questions who didn't really, it wasn't the type of question they should have been asking anyway, because there was no retort back or some conversation to be had. It was just like, Hey, shotgun, let's just start shooting questions off to make sure people feel heard. So it, I think it was cool that, that Chris did it. I just, I could have done with one
2: them yeah I, it was probably like a knee jerk to get all three out though too right because that would they made all those appointments per se before they'd done the first Tarki one so the fire was still burning They hadn't put anything out yet so I'm sure and I mean they probably realized it part way through maybe even before the second one it was like man we we covered everything what are we going to do for two more then the this thing happens it's like okay now we got to delay this one I you know I don't know I'm sure they were not going to do the same thing again have that many it'd be
1: interesting to see how everything goes uh, as far as how they decide because there was some talks in the last one about like how they're going to handle communications moving forward and chris specifically said that if there's ever going to be a sweeping balance pass like this they'll release the information early and then have uh, the opportunity to go have like a podcast where they talk about why and then answer questions and get feedback and then go back and like then finish the league or finish whatever balance pass thing that they're working on
0: Do you like that?
1: I don't. It's really hard for me to have an opinion about it because while I think that the developers should have some sort of idea of the game the players want to play, I'm too hesitant in this sort of amount of power being given to player feedback.
0: So I have an opinion on it that I think it's awful. My personal opinion is I don't like the idea of them saying, here's some information that we normally wouldn't give you. Please give us your feedback and then we'll go and make changes only because we have a community that is insanely loud everybody thinks their opinion is important everybody wants to be heard and you will never make them all happy when you go back and make those changes so it just i just i don't know i I just don't like it i get understand where they're doing it but i feel like they do it more so to just try and appease some of those people that are upset
1: it's a really complicated problem because like one of the best ways to solve the problem would be to hire or conscript more people into doing more beta stuff right so Mm -hmm. having the you know having them have their you know pure unadulterated ideas of like all right this is the nerf that we want to do and then you put the hands in the people that play beta and the beta players go this is too heavy-handed or you know like whatever it is and um they're afraid of leaks and in addition to that because they're not making people sign ndas and all that other kind of stuff it's also their development cycle so their development cycle literally goes all the way up until the end of the wire like for example before the awakener race the very first awakener race that happened when awakener was released to the world and they were like yo kill him for the first time uh we were setting up casting for that and one of the things that i wanted to do because we had developed a tool that would basically take pictures of the atlas so mm-hmm. part of tracking in-game racing is knowing somebody's atlas state and so in the past we had developed a bot that would basically watch streams it would take a picture whenever it saw the center compass it, that was the image it was trained to look at as soon as it saw the the center of the compass it was like i need to take a picture take a picture send it off to you. our area where we can review it later bring it up in the casting tool and blah 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 but since it was a new atlas, we didn't know what the center was going to look like. And so we needed to train the bot as early as possible what that picture was going to look like. I got it about an hour before the servers went live because they finally had finished what the, you know, they, put, they decided what that design was going to look like in its final form. I'm not saying it's always like that or every single detail is important enough or whatever, but like this is definitely a development cycle where things are, you know, to the wire as far as being done.
0: But that's also why I don't get how it works then. If you're, if it is so down to the wire, how are they supposed to put information out there and have a discussion with the community?
1: Well, I think it's going to be more or less like vague concepts, sort of like how they kind of talk through things in the development manifesto. Uh, but then have the actual numeric changes and paginates. I think the idea is to talk about like, we have this problem internally with this system. And these are some of the ways that we want to approach that. Like of these ways, what do you guys think is the best or whatever? I don't know what they're going to do. I'm just, I'm making up a situation here. Yep. But I think that no matter what they decide to do, it's never going to work because of the development cycle. It's like as serious and as locked down as it is, that they are not gonna change from the 13 week cycle and they're going to continue to deliver the amount of content that they're doing and the time that they're doing it, and unless they can expand their team to then accommodate the fact that they have to make these things faster to then have p- test time for QA and otherwise, like it's never gonna happen. Like they'll never have the data in a concrete enough fashion to make the decisions that they want to. And asking the players, yes, it sort of makes sure that you don't make any very unpopular decision. Like if they had come out halfway through the, you know, harvest and been like, yeah, we're thinking about taking this away. What do you guys think? Like that would have been, (laughs) you know, like that's, (laughs) of course people are going to be like, fuck you, don't take it away.
2: Yeah. And so what do you do? It's listen? Because like, yeah, you know. then it's, it's worse. It's literally a
1: yeah. zero-sum game. Like, there's no way, because the problem is something that they, like, the, the problem that's creating both of these problems, a the communication issue, and the fact that some of these nurse and balance passes just are incorrect, it's just never going to get, it's never going to
2: change. It's their inability to handle their own schedule, I think. Do they, do they
0: actually not have NDAs?
1: I'm not sure. I think, it, I think that's the whole thing is that they're not wanting to then legally get into all of that kind of stuff. And so like the people that they te- that do have the hands on test are either people that are local or, you know, people that they te- are like trust not to spill the beans.
2: Do you think any of this, all these interviews and the things they're learning from them, do you think it'll matter long term?
1: I think so. I think they understand that there are, the player base has changed a lot. So like the people that may have supported POE however many years ago when it was the small indie project are the people that were looking for that specific type of game. And now POE has grown enough to where it is not just like a name set in passing or with idle fascination or with like a, hey, you remember D2, you want to play something that's like that and then play this. Like it has grown to the point where it is like, I'm not going to say like a household name, but as far as action RPGs are concerned, like it is the game. Like, yes, sure. D3 still exists, but I don't think it has the turnout that DOE does when it launches a new season. Like, I think there's some like, you know, some important content creators that still create content for D3 and whatnot. But for the most part, like, this is the game now. And because this is the game now for the genre, it's going to attract a wider selection of people that have different experience levels and different requirements or what they want out of the game and all this other kind of stuff and so this is like one of the most dangerous tipping points for a game like this is because you either continue to stick to your vision and your growth therefore becomes like almost a smaller like eventually it'll reach more people that like it and want this type of game so your growth will either slow down because you're going to alienate a little bit more of the super super casual uh you know players that just want to shoot mini monster or you homogenize and you run out all the people that have loved your game forever for its complexity, for its systems, for everything else, because you then cater to making it more friendly. And that is sort of like that, that, that is what happened between D2 and D3. Like D3 was made for people that have only played WoW, that had only played Overwatch and they wanted them to play an action RPG for the first time. And that's what D3 is. It's just like the fun, arcade, blah, blah, blah.
2: In regards... Well, here, let me, let me put it this way. So GGG, whether they feel like it or not, they came out with an apology post-heist that said, we apologize. We should be prioritizing quality of the game a lot more. It should be higher on our priority lists. We're sorry about that. Then after that, they release Harvest in a state that completely conflicts with their core game and then they need to take it back. So after they've said okay we're going to take it take a step back we're going to prioritize quality then they release something that doesn't even make sense for the game. So then they have to re-release it again. Then you have whatever uh here uh what what was the last thing? Oh right, then you have massive mechanical changes that get introduced in this league that in GGG's words from these interviews were barely were barely tested. They were tested on much further and more distant versions of Alpha, but for the most part, the part that we got wasn't tested. That's not a company that's taking their schedule and their prioritizing of quality and being able to handle that turnaround that they've constantly shown. Like Chris has talked about, hey, we finally hit Alpha pre-launch for the first time. And I think that was for, what was the last league with the really cynical guy we loved? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the first league where they hit Alpha. Before the release. Like, that's not so to me when I hear all these interviews and I hear all these things that they're talking about and that they're going to improve, I'm like, well, in my mind, PoE2 is going to be in this exact same state two years after it's released. Like, sure, a lot of these small, detailed fixes and a lot of these amazing things are coming out, but at the end of the day, they can't handle their schedule. And if that can't change, PoE2 is going to be PoE1, but with all the cool features. So I get with all this stuff. It's, it's hard for me to get excited because I just, I, I, I don't get excited for content from a company when they're excited about hitting alpha.
1: Well, I mean, to expect a finished product of any league is a, is not the right idea. Like I, we are essentially beta testing an idea for them in the actual league. Like that's how these links have been structured for the longest amount of time. And that is more or less the product will always be given and to expect a bugless launch in any sort of form of fashion in this day and age, especially across all the different. Yeah. So like I would say in some regards that I believe a lot of this is, this is not me licking assholes here. I do genuinely believe that these are growing pains and things that they're learning because the team that put together 3.0 is huge like, or sorry, is much, much different than the team that's putting together PoE 2. When they created PoE 1 and, you know, all the way through 3.0 with this last, like, sort of, like, finalization of the 10X system, and we've had a couple different iterations of the um, end game now, like, there's been a learning process each time, and a lot of that has come down to learning, you know, what systems work, what systems don't. And so POE 1 was like a bunch of kids in a garage that had an idea of making a game. And now POE 2 is going to turn around and be the game that they have now that they have wisdom and knowledge. They're trying to create the game that they originally envisioned back when they put the first one together, but with the experience and knowledge and know-how of how to actually do it this time.
2: But do you think they'll be able to handle the schedule that they can't handle now? with that new game.
1: Well, there's a lot of limitations that are happening with that too. Like not all of it is because they're just making the decision to be bad. They have actual real problems with hiring people and getting people out there right now because of COVID and other situations. Like in the critical time where they needed to expand their team the most, they have been unable to.
2: Right, but they're not aware. They're not, these limitations aren't a surprise to them. You always plan around limitations. So I you, don't
1: think any of them could have seen COVID happening. Well, no, you don't that it plan,
2: but COVID isn't new. But when you
1: create a five year plan to then, hey, we're going to think about creating PoE2 into the next five years of development for PoE2, a, a worldwide pandemic is certainly not on the five year plan.
2: No, that's not my point, though. My point is, COVID's been around for a while. And so you have to change the scale of these leagues that these leagues aren't that far planned ahead. And so you have to change the scale of what you have according to what you have. If COVID was new, sure, that makes sense. When COVID's brand new and all this stuff happens, that makes sense. But now that we're a year and a half in, it's the same thing. Like you just change your expectations. You don't have to have massive leagues.
1: You can't change the player expectation, though, because a lot of people found Ultimatum completely boring and like stopped playing it because it was so simple and added so little to the game
0: my struggle with a lot of this stuff though is i actually find their schedule fine mostly because i'll just i'm still going to play it i've come back since beta every single time ever since they've started leagues it's fun i i'll play and i might not like it for very long and i don't mind if they make some leagues that are simple i just will play it less that's me i know that that's not always the smartest decision for them from a financial point of view some people don't like it as a player some people do like it as a player I think the thing that I just don't want to see is I don't want to watch GGG care more about what some loud people say in Reddit and want their opinion heard versus what they want to do for their game. I'm fine if there's a league that comes out and it's not the greatest. There's some things that have screwed things over for me. I'm not fine with them doing changes because they feel like this is the direction they have to go because people are upset. PoE 2, in my personal opinion, doesn't mean anything because it is so freaking far away. Yep that I don't think it's going to be as big of an issue as you know maybe the thought is because we are not even remotely close to that being a release and to finding out know, how the league system is going to work with them and I Ty you and I've had this discussion lots with regards to their schedule I'm fine with it it just might mean that sometimes it's coming out unpolished and I'm all right with that I, it really doesn't bother me we've joked about it I, at least I've joked about it I two weeks into the league I'll get to play the version that they kind of meant to have out and I don't have the time to play in the beginning anyway, so it's not a big deal. But I, it's not going to change. The schedule is not going to change. They're not going to. No, they're not they, going to do something different. They
1: financially cannot back away from the thirteen week cycle that they've established now. Yep.
0: Yeah. So it, I I'm fine with it. Uh, I just I just when you talk about them maybe releasing information ahead of time, talking to people, it just I kind of that irritates me a little bit because I feel like they've done a pretty good job of running Path of Exile up to this point. And while there may be things that happen that I don't like or I don't agree with, I'm still playing the game. I didn't this week, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to play every league that comes out. I may play for shorter amounts than longer amounts, but...
1: I think fundamentally they're hoping that hard mode is more or less going to be their way to straddle the divide between both worlds. To continue to, you know, appeal to the beta players that want that nitty gritty sort of like annoying tedious and perilous experience that beta was i mean i didn't play it so i don't know i'm just speaking from what i am assuming from the discussions in the podcast and i think that they're more or less going to allow for that experience to continue to exist within poe without balancing the entire game around continuing to want that to be available for certain players So I think the idea between all of this is to straddle the divide between the two types of players. Like I would say that very much there's like the people that just want to turn their brain off and shoot mini monsters. And there's the people that love PoE for everything PoE is as far as like the system, the skill gems, and the intricacies contained within. And I'm certainly weary of the idea that only like the challenge will remain in hard mode and then you know maybe the normal mode is just going to kind of run off and become some crazy thing where you know the balance passes are lighter and the meta shifts less frequently because that's what killed D3 for me was like eight seasons of the same meta it was so boring yes it was very powerful and you got to feel powerful but like really is that for some people that's enough for me it's not but i also like i don't entirely agree with and am interested in the systems that are being proposed and introduced in hard mode so i really hope that you know like the standard mode doesn't just become this free for all
0: yep i would be shocked if they did it would be really surprising to me if that was what it i don't think
1: it'll go completely off of the rails but i think like a lot of these sort of decisions that they've made with certain systems already may not continue to be made in such a heavy-handed manner Like, the whole, like, you know, harvest, they came down really hard on it. I mean, certainly they shouldn't have released it the second time at full power. That sort of was something that made us all scratch our heads. But, you know, in in a future where hard mode exists and something like that gets introduced again, like, who knows how far they'll dial it back anymore. Yep. And that's the part that actually has me the most concerned for the future of the game.
0: All right. I'm shifting gears. You have a league coming out. Bingo League. Can you tell us about it?
1: it'll be on the 18th we'll have the standard sort of set of rules and otherwise where it'll be a challenge card with a whole bunch of challenges on it and which you'll have to complete in a row diagonal or column in order to win prizes and then we have bounties as well it's been a very popular system that we've added that have actually allowed for a wider variety of players to participate and possibly win Uh, so people in the community will create these bounties that will be anything from very challenging to rng based to ridiculous i think one of them last league was to as a witch wearing nothing punch brutus to death and so some person actually sat there for 20 minutes and punched brutus to death with a dps of
0: 2.3 oh my god is this for one <laughs> slot or no this was for one of the bounties right yeah it's
1: one of the bounties so like okay. there's a wide variety of them and they allow the the entire um You know, Bingo League to be a little bit more inclusive. Uh, Of course, you know when you have something that's very challenging like this, it caters to, you know, the top percent of players. But these bounties have really kind of like mellowed everything out and allowed people to just kind of have fun. Sweet. So I really like the balance of the system, and I think it's good for the overall health of Bingo League. I don't know how popular this one will be, considering the state of you know the the league so far, as far as player trends are. But we'll we'll do our best to put on a good show, regardless.
0: If people want info, where do they get it?
1: Um, They can follow on Twitter or join our Discord. Uh, I will be simultaneously releasing all the information relevant to it in both uh, sources. And uh, yeah, both of those are good.
2: And your card comes out the 18th and the event starts when?
1: Uh, The card comes out the night of the 17th and the (sighs) league begins the morning of the 18th. We give people about 12 hours to prepare. That's
0: all you need. Twelve hours. Well,
1: the center square, we always try and make somehow build related or something that it's
0: supposed to be free. No,
1: bingo! I get to make center up, free. <laughs> I get to make up my own rules.
0: Killed me when I found out that wasn't a freebie.
1: I mean, it is. You just have to play a particular build. All the challenges, though.
0: And no, it's not freebie. Freebie means I made a character. <laughs> <laughs> That's a freebie.
1: Well, all right.
0: Create character. Anyway, uh, we'll put information for it down below. So that if anybody's interested, they can come play and awesome. check it out. Sweet. Well, let's wrap up 101 because it is long and uh, someone needs to use the washroom. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for 101.
1: Sorry, I, I somehow turned my headset off. I didn't hear Oh, thanks for
0: joining us for 101.
1: Oh, well, thanks for having me.
0: You want to join us for After Dark?
1: Of course. I wouldn't miss it.
0: Sweet. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Episode 101, Forever XL, the Path of XL podcast. I'm Justin AK Tags. Tyler, Wrecker of Days. And? I'm Brittle Neat. We will catch uh, Patreons in After Dark. Everybody else will see you in 102. If you're looking for more information, you can find it down below. Website, foreverxl.com. Twitter, foreverxl82. We're on Discord and our Patreon info, and et cetera, is down below. Bye.